Today we are talking about the Valentine's Day murder of Jesse McBain and Patricia Main, whose bodies were found at Liver Lane in Orange County, North Carolina. And welcome to Unexplored. Some say Jesse McBain was a popular, athletic, and smart North Carolina State University student. He was voted most likely to succeed, and his fiancée and high school sweetheart, Patricia Main, was a North Carolina State University nursing student. They were both found killed in 1971 after attending a Valentine's Day dance. Sources say that their bodies were found tied up to a tree. In the 49-year-old case that has been open and closed over and over again, no one has been charged with their murders. The couple's bodies were found tied to a tree in a secluded area in Orange County, North Carolina. The couple was last seen at around 11.30 p.m. leaving the building and headed to the secluded spot. People say that the secluded spot was a makeout place for some couples and um, one-night flings at the college and surrounding areas, but they were never heard from again. Orange County Sheriff's investigator Don Hunter told WRAL that they were probably approached by someone who made them get out the car. Police believed that the couple who had planned to get married were tortured. Investigator Tim Horn told the station evidence from the autopsy and at the scene showed that they were strangled over a period of time. The couple had been high school sweethearts and went to the local makeout spot near a neighborhood and parked after the dance. Police believe that they were abducted. Thirteen days after their disappearance, a scavenger found their bodies in a remote wooded area in northwest Durham, just outside of Orange County lines. Their hands were bound, and both were tied to the tree back-to-back on opposite sides. Investigators think that they were tortured before being strangled to death, but there was no evidence of sexual assault. The detectives from Orange County, Durham's County Sheriff's Officers, the Durham Police Department, and the State Board of investigators all worked at the case, but not always sharing the information they learned. And then the case went cold. In 2010, the case was reopened by investigators Tim Horn and John Hunter. They made significant progress and eventually narrowed it down to one suspect. A former Durham doctor who worked at Waits Hospital. The doctor recently retired and moved from Durham. A local produced podcast, The Long Dance, brought the, at the time, 47-year-old case 
to large audience, which had led to more tips and witnesses coming forward. Detectives also got a DNA tester to test a small amount of DNA on the rope used as a murder weapon. The Long Dance Podcast has a website that you can look at some de- some more details and you can see all eight parts of their series on the case. Their website is the Long Dance Podcast at cut here and cut about three seconds back. Their website is thelongdancepodcast.com. T H E L O N G D A N C E P O D C A S T dot com. And I will insert a little clip from their podcast here. Hello. Hi, this is Captain Moore. It is. Hey, this is Jamie. How are you doing? I don't think we've been over the phone yet. You've been dealing with Robin Kiyomi and Morgan? Yes, I have. Yes, so I'm the supervising producer of Cold Justice. Um, Robin and Morgan are currently on a different project. Okay. Um, but I'm calling in regards to like, the McBain and the man that uh, does the Yes. So we had our legal consultant read that case, although we all think that this make a great TV movie. Huh. Uh, like, we don't think that a portion of the movie can help you all on a case. Okay. We, we talked about different scenarios and, and all of that, the, the different doctors, and also to, like, um, just in regards to, like, we're very cognizant of, like, if any of our cases ever go to trial, right? And, like, right. The, the threat of being, you know, our department, or your department, or us, like, being sued by the defendants, like, it's also a risk that we take into consideration, and we wouldn't work on something unless we really thought we could help. But, I mean, I remember hearing my this story months ago, and I was like, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. and we all agree, like, this, if, if we could make this a TV movie, like, we would. Like, the story is incredible. Like, all the twists and turns. Uh, it's also a very tragic story. Um, unfortunately, we do have the past. That's okay. I mean, I've run into many hurdles thus far since yeah. I've been... I can I can imagine. Right now, you know, hopefully we've done uh, a fair amount of work and we've gotten DNA profiles, some willingly, some you know, secretively. You know, we've had some forensic experts look at the rope and it's pretty much everybody's belief that somewhere on the rope, albeit the victim's DNA and other people's DNA may be on there, that somewhere on the rope the D, the DNA of the killer is on there. And so we're, we're going to try to have the rope basically liquidated. I mean, just taken apart fiber by fiber and try to have that profile. That's done. Tim Horn. He's captain of the Criminal Investigation Division at the Orange County Sheriff's Office. For the past six months, he's hung hopes that a true crime cable television show might invest resources into investigating the 1971 double homicide of Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain. But if not, at least we'd have some kind of closure for the family. So we'll go take a stab at it and and just see what happens. But I appreciate you guys taking a look at it. Uh, disappointed, yes. Are my feelings hurt? No. Uh, uh, it's not that kind of situation. And if 
you have a chance to pass it on to someone else that fits their their needs certainly feel free to try to put us in you know in contact with one another we can always use the help Captain Tim Horn was two years old when the bodies of Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain were found tied to a tree just over the Orange County line. It'd be another 25 years before that tree fell into his territorial jurisdiction. Horn was raised in Orange County, and he was raised in police work. Uh, my dad was in law enforcement, and so we were talking this past weekend, and he asked me when I was going to retire. I told him if things worked out, possibly next April-ish it looks like. And he said, when you retire, it'll be the first time since 1954 that there has not been a horn in law enforcement inside Orange County. So what's that, 63 years? 63 years the horns have been in that kind of work. So, you know, you see it growing up. You've got relatives in law enforcement. My dad's in law enforcement. And, um, and so certainly that makes an impression. It would more than make an impression. Tim Horn, a powerfully built man with a bald head and an inquisitor's gaze, started his career as all lawmen do, on patrol. For 20 years, he worked his way through the ranks. He started working for investigations as a crime scene technician on the first day of 1997. Less than 20 years later, he'd be promoted to captain. During his career working murder cases, Captain Horn has seen his fair share of slam dunks. He's also seen a few head scratchers. However, no one would dare accuse him of turning away from a tried and true mystery. I've either had been the lead investigator on murder cases, especially if it's a whodunit that's more drawn out. I don't even know the number of actual murder cases that I've been the lead on, but it is a ton of them. And I've assisted on almost every other one. Unless there was some unusual circumstance where it was more of a closed and shut, a murder-suicide type scenario where it's not going to be prosecuted that, that I didn't get called on for, in for. I would say I probably worked on 98% of the murder cases that have happened in, in our agency over the last 20-plus years. The vast majority of cases, the victims are murdered by someone they know, whether it's a husband or wife, an acquaintance, We've had several killings that were drug-related through the years. They knew each other. They were in business, so to speak. It wasn't a, a boogeyman, stranger. And I always joke and say the boogeyman. We've had very few cases where it was, quote, the boogeyman. That is just something that doesn't happen, fortunately, very often. And then there's the Man McBain murder case. This case looked like something that Sherlock Holmes would want to investigate. It had that many angles. It had that many oddities, and so it was more than challenging. And so those are the kind of cases that draw your attention even. And that was a clip from the Long Dance podcast. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, and don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram. One thing that's changed since the last time I produced a podcast is I've got a new website link in my Instagram bio, and this was Unexplored. <laughs>